Hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys are all well um, and had a good week since I last spoke to you. Um, today's podcast is kind of following on from what we talked about last week as well. Um, so I'm going to run down my top five favourite video game adaptation films. I know I do have a top five. Anyone that plays games and anyone that watches films really uh, understands that video games and films just really do not go together uh and there's been there's been some failed attempts and there's been some good ones um but i definitely do have top five to share with you guys uh, and then i'm going to talk through uh, a game that i've actually been loving recently um that i got over christmas i'm going to talk about the next book i'm going to be reading as my task 312 books a year continues and then i'm going to answer some of the questions that you guys post to me on instagram so Without further ado, let's get going. So, as I said, first off the bat, we have my top five video game adaptation films. Now, you know, some of you might know, not the easiest task in the world. Some some of those films, you know, they're not the best. Um, but I think I've got five solid ones here that, personally, that I think are, you know, are the best amongst the bunch. So, they're not in any particular order. Um, it was just kind of five I was thinking about. I was talking to my friend Luke the other day. Um, hey Luke, how you doing? Um, who actually came up with this uh, little segment as well. I was, he, he mentioned that you know it might be a good idea to talk through the video game films that I like. Um, so I'm going to do that right now. So first off the bat, we have Resident Evil. But not any Resident Evil. It has to be Resident Evil 3. So that's Resident Evil Extinction. That is the best of the bunch. Those films are absolutely dreadful in comparison to the games you, you play a resident evil game possibly one of the best things you'll ever play in your entire life and those films just really do not do that game franchise justice but extinction is really good i feel like it kind of pulls away a little bit to, from the games um and kind of sets its own story arc but you know we catch up with the returning characters from uh, number two and also some from number one um, and we, you know, set in the desert, which is quite cool, in the Las Vegas, and how like, the the desert has taken Vegas back. Um, but the overall story of it is just really good, really, really good action, great use of the zombies, just generally a good romp, really. Um, and definitely, if you're ever going to think, oh, should I ever watch any of the Resident Evil films? Resident Evil Extinction is probably the only one you should watch. Um, you can watch it without watching the rest, which I think is quite good. It, it kind of does set itself aside from the rest of them. It does set up the future movies, um, and it does obviously pay off some story elements from the first two, but in general, I think you can watch that one without actually seeing any of the other films in the series. Uh, next up would have to be Assassin's Creed. Now, I know what you're going to say. That, that film, once again, has its detractors. Uh, as a big lifetime-long fan of... The Assassin's Creed franchise, like I've played those games since, since they came out, you know, since you know, Ezio was running around and Altair and all the, everyone was, everyone was playing everyone and you know doing their assassination contracts. And when the when they announced the film was coming out, I thought, oh yeah, this, this could be really really good. And you know, Michael Fassbender attached, you know, that's a solid actor, probably one of the best things about those um, earlier, uh, the newer versions of the X-Men films, you know, is his is his Magneto. He's he's a solid actor. Um so when it was announced that he'd be playing the titular character in this Assassin's Creed film, I thought, oh cool, right, yeah, this 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 could be good. How wrong I was. It's still a very good film. <laughs> but if you take out everything to do with the present day, you have a solid film. It flashes back to show us this amazing 
you know, Spanish Inquisition set timepiece with the assassins and the church, and it's amazing. And there's some excellent action scenes, excellent kind of chase sequences, really great building of the, some of the game aspects of you know the climbing, the running, the jumping, the assassinations, and that's amazing. But it keeps cutting back to the present day, which is absolutely a bore fest. Um, and I know this is my top five favorite ones, but I don't want to put you off from watching it, but I still think it's worth a watch purely for that stuff that's set in Spain. Um, and I'm really excited to see what comes next. Now, obviously, if you, if you know, if you're, if you're in with the know in that respect, that Netflix have acquired the rights to the Assassin's Creed and are working with Ubisoft to create a TV series along the kind of style of The Witcher. And I think that's probably the best thing for it. Um, you know, for me, it'd be good to see Desmond and Ezio and Alto here and all this kind of stuff come back. But obviously, if you've played the games, that story has been told. So if they want to do something new, that's obviously a nice path to go down as well. But, you know, uh, you know, I just want to see more of the Assassins. You know, there's not... It's called Assassin's Creed, but in that film, there's not a lot of Assassin's Creed, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, next up for me has to be a classic. So we're going back to the 90s. Um, you know... Born in the 90s myself, grew up with this game franchise, absolutely love it still, still play it daily, obviously if anyone has Pokemon Go, they, you know, you still probably do play it, um, even if you're just picking it up just to play a couple of couple of games every now and then, but Pokemon the first movie is possibly the first time you cry as a child, <laughs> if you've seen it, you know, I don't like to give away spoilers, but that ending and Pikachu's face cuts you deep, um, but that film in general is amazing, it, it's great, it kind of... It's a, it's basically one long episode. Let's face it; it's not really anything different from the show itself. But just the story it tells of Mewtwo and the island and the cloning and humans using Pokemon, all that kind of stuff. It's just really intriguing, and I think they did a really good job with that film to kind of show us what else there is in the world, basically. And it's quite dark for a kids' film, but yeah, definitely Pokemon the first movie is. If you haven't seen that film. I mean, I can't recommend that enough. If I'm being honest with you. Uh, so yeah, next up would be Need for Speed. Now, Need for Speed, the film does take a bit of a drastic uh, departure from the games in in a certain aspect. It does kind of incorporate that kind of police chase aspect and and the cars, and you could say it's basically Fast and Furious. And you know, Need for Speed, the game franchise, definitely went down that route. You know, towards the last 10 years, but it's kind of come back around to that, definitely that kind of street racing vibe. But yeah, the Need for Speed film is actually really good. It's just a lovely soundtrack, really good cinematography, great shots of the races, um, and just a generally good, good fun ride. Um, if you haven't seen Need for Speed film, I would really recommend that. I feel like it's slept on a little bit because of the fact that it does get compared to Fast and Furious. And obviously Fast and Furious has this kind of dominion on street race kind of films and street race action but definitely give Need for Speed a go and the last one is what well, I kind of tossed up between two so I didn't want to do another Pokemon one um and the only other one that I kind of talk about that I really do like is that Prince of Persia film that came out Jake Gyllenhaal but if you've seen that film you you wouldn't believe me if it was in my top five so I'm not even gonna <laughs> not even gonna go there um but Detective Pikachu was absolutely perfect probably the best video game adaptations we've had so far really 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 good um kind of definitely puts you in that world of the pokemon which is which is really nice and incorporates them into our world and it's kind of that first time and you know as a kid you really wish that they were real you know you could go outside your house and 
catch yourself a cue bone or catch yourself a squirtle or something like that. And this film definitely kind of brings it all all to that real world, which I think was absolutely fantastically done. And obviously Ryan Reynolds cast as the voice of Pikachu is, well, I mean, that was perfect casting really, wasn't it? Let's face it. So yeah, those are my top five um, video game films that I've seen. Um, definitely worth, definitely give them all a watch. I know I've obviously kind of <laughs> contradicted myself a little bit in that Assassin's Creed one, um, but I do think that Spanish stuff is definitely still worth the watch. The other thing I would say is the kind of like most anticipated films coming out. So one of my most anticipated fil films to come out um, this year it will be the Uncharted film. Um, now, the Uncharted games on the PlayStation are absolutely fantastic and probably the only reason I would ever buy a PlayStation as an Xbox person uh, is the Uncharted games. They are absolutely fantastic. Just It's basically Indiana Jones, but Indiana Jones for a modern age. Um and I think that's absolutely amazing. And I really can't wait to see what Tom Holland does in that role. So next up, I was going to talk about a video game that I've been playing. Um, and I've already mentioned the name of this game once um, when I was talking about the films. But that's Assassin's Creed. So over Christmas, I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, love Vikings. As you know, I love history. Assassin's Creed games always interested me anyway because of the historical elements. And I always like that that kind of mystery around the church with Assassin's Creed games and mythology and the gods and all this kind of stuff. And Valhalla really, really builds on that, you know, set within the Viking era. You know, you play a Viking that's come over to uh, basically claim England um, as its own and kind of build up the alliances along the way. But the whole, the gameplay is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, they departed from the um, main kind of Assassin's Creed elements of find a target, assassinate the target, all this kind of stuff with Origins, and it definitely became more of an RPG-type game, which isn't bad. Um, obviously, they've definitely taken inspiration when the, with the success of The Witcher 3. Obviously, that game is basically the new Skyrim these days, and you can pretty much play it on any kind of console and any kind of port. There's always a, there's always a Witcher 3 port with it. Um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is absolutely fantastic. The, the actual imagery... It, it captures of England is, is amazing. The artistic direction of the game is, is incredible. And the storyline is amazing as well. I don't I never want to give anything away in anything I talk about. And I don't want to give away too many spoilers. But I haven't finished it yet. But you can definitely see what's happening. And one of the best things about the Assassin's Creed games. Is that mythology to do with the Isus. And that kind of precursor race that lived before us. Which we get a massive glimpse of in like Assassin's Creed 3. And Brotherhood and all this kind of stuff. But it definitely builds upon that more in Valhalla than any other game has so far, um, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, going back to that kind of Netflix idea, that would be incredible as well to definitely intertwine all that mythology that we get from these games that sometimes really does get overlooked. And Assassin's Creed is, is so deep in its um, in its lore that there's so much there to, to be seen and, and Valhalla definitely kind of builds upon that which is absolutely amazing so last week i talked about the book i was reading for january which was matthew mcconaughey's memoirs green lights absolutely fantastic read cannot recommend that enough super super interesting man um obviously we know that <laughs> let's face it he's, he's definitely one of the best actors we've got around so you know you'd have to go far and wide to find someone that hasn't seen a matthew mcconaughey film but the next book i'm going to be reading is uh philip k dick's do androids dream of electric sheep which is, if anyone is a big film nerd out there, will know that that is what Blade Runner is. So the book 
is comes first and Blade Runner is based on the book by Philip K. Dick to Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. So really looking forward to reading that. Um, big sci-fi fan anyway, big Blade Runner fan, love that first one so much. Um, and just want to kind of see the, the parallels and the comparisons um, with the replicants and all this kind of stuff. So really excited to start reading that one. So on to the Q&A. So I, if you follow me on Instagram, um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, the Instagram handle is Aaron J Watches. Um, I posted on there last week and also last night um, just some questions that you guys might want to ask me. And I've picked a couple to answer on here. I, do, I have answered a few on the Instagram page as well, but I thought I'd answer a couple on the podcast as well. So one of the first ones uh, comes to me from Ellie Reynolds um, and she's asked me what is my favourite film. Now I get asked this a lot and I can never give one answer. Never, ever, ever one answer. There are two films to me that are my favourite film, and I'm really sorry, I know that's a cop-out, but The Shining, absolutely fantastic. I can watch that film every day of the year and still not get bored. And the other film, you might not think it would come to mind when you, when you you know, if you knew me, but Point Break, that, that original Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, it's got everything. I mean, you've got action, you've got drama, you've got friendship, that kind of buddy romance. I love that sort of thing in, in those action films. I mean, Keanu Reeves jumps out of the plane with no parachute. I mean, come on. Come on. Johnny Utah and Bodie, two of the greatest cinematic characters ever made. Um, and I can't really uh, express it enough how much I like that film. Uh, and next up comes from a podcaster that you might know who I've come to know over time, uh, which is Luke Bug the Geek still, and he has asked me what are my top guests that I'd like to have on the podcast. Now, I've talked about having guests on the podcast a lot, and I really would like to get some of you guys on, um, and if you ever do want to come on, please do drop me a message. I'd love to have you on at any point um, to come and speak about films, speak about anything, really. If you, if, even if you don't want to speak about films, we can speak about TV, we can speak about games, we can speak about whatever you like. It really doesn't matter to me. But he's asked me, who would be my top guest? And obviously, Luke, you would be up there, mate. Um, couldn't think of anyone better to have on the podcast. You definitely, you know, your, your love for Superman is so good. Um, you know, so strong and you have such a good knowledge of films um, and just general kind of pop culture. So, yeah, Luke, you'd definitely be up there. Next would definitely be Mr. Henry Cavill. Now, I love Henry Cavill. Definitely a man crush on that bloke. Uh, one of the best Supermen, if not the best Superman that we've ever had. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Another one would be an actor, which would be Jake Gyllenhaal, which obviously I mentioned earlier. But I do that. He just looks like he'd be a lot of laugh, and he'd really, he'd really get into it, and be up for a nice chat, really. And I'd love to speak to him at some point. And the next one would definitely be Michael Rosenbaum. Now, if you have a, if you are a big podcaster, um, and you know, some of you that listen to this probably are, but he is a big, um. Well, one of my favourite podcasters out there uh, with his podcast Inside of You, where he really delves deep and, you know, his conversations with people and really kind of breaks down those boundaries um, and, you know, opens them up and makes them very, um, you know, vulnerable and talks to them. And it's really good. And yeah, Michael Rosenbaum would definitely be on that list as well. Um, the next one comes from uh, another friend of mine from Instagram. Now, me and Cam have never met. Uh, he's across the pond in America. Hey, Cam, how you doing? Um, 
Cam has a podcast himself called The Hope Within Podcast. Also a massive Superman fan. Um, but also just a very thoughtful guy, like really philosophical person. If you're really into that sort of thing, definitely check out his podcast, which is The Hope Within, which I will put in the description for this one. But he's asked me, what is my least favourite film? And my least favourite film, that's a hard one to choose. It is quite a difficult one for me to pick because I kind of see the positives in everything. But if I had to pick one, mm, it is a tough one. But there is a film on Netflix called Hard Kill with Bruce Willis. And let's just say I got five minutes in that film and turned it off. So just just don't bother. So Hard Kill, Bruce Willis. Definitely something like that. Um, next up, we have um, a question from an Instagram follower which asked me if I could interview any director. Who would it be? And that director, I think, is fairly obvious from my first podcast, would be Christopher Nolan. I really, really would love to speak to that man. I think he's just a very thoughtful, intelligent bloke and can definitely see, you know, having that kind of rapport with him. And he'd just be really interesting to speak to. Uh, my next one comes from another Instagrammer out there called Beware the Bat Dan. He has a Twitch channel as well. Dan's gonna you know, hate me for shouting out Twitch channel, but Dan is a really nice guy. Um, so if you want to go check him out, if you love Batman, no one loves Batman more than Dan. Um, so Beware the Bat Dan on Instagram. He's asking what my worst cinema experience is. Now I have a couple of friends that might remember this one because uh, I remember Steve, my friend Steve, getting up and complaining to the cinema staff very fondly. But we saw Amazing Spider-Man two in the cinema, and there was a group of people behind us literally laughing and taking pictures and videoing. Like the bit when Gwen Stacy dies, why, what, why, why was that necessary? It just really ruined that kind of experience. You know that that was a pivotal moment in that film and it ruined it. And that's definitely my worst um, cinema experience going. Um, so yeah, those are some of the questions that I've answered today. I will answer some more in the future, and definitely will answer some more on the. Uh, on the Instagram page as well. But thanks for listening, guys. I know half the time it sounds like I'm rambling. Um, and I think it's just a good way for me to vent. You know, I think Ellie, my girlfriend, has got bored of me talking to her about films and she's like, yeah, I really don't care. Like, just, yeah, can we just watch the film? I don't care what the other actor's doing. Don't care what he's, what he's done. Um, and this is just a good way to speak to you guys as well. Um, so as always, you can follow me on Aaron J Watches on Instagram. You can also check out my blog where I post um, reviews. Uh, that is aaronjwatches.wordpress.com and as always guys have a lovely week and I'll speak to you soon bye